Welcome back to Held and Healed. This podcast is a resource that is filled with resources to help you on your healing journey, especially for women who are rebuilding their lives after abuse. And I also want to remind you that this podcast is not meant to take the place of trauma-informed or abuse-informed therapy. So if you are in need of services to help you walk through the trauma and the abuse that you have endured in your lifetime, please reach out and I will do my best to make a recommendation. Uh, You can reach out to me via my website, heatherelizabeth.org, or if you are part of the Held and Healed community, just send me a message. And if you are not part of that community yet and you are a lady, you are welcome to join us. It's Held and Healed, Christian Women Rebuilding After Abuse. At the time of this recording, our group is over 1,200 members and growing every single day. And we welcome you, Um, even if you are not a survivor, but you are someone who loves a survivor and you want to just know better and do better. It's a great place to learn. So today I'm going to be speaking to two groups of people. I am going to be speaking to uh, Christian authors, bloggers, podcasters, influence leaders, and helpers. And I'm also, of course, going to be speaking to the women that I speak to every single week. So let me give you a little backstory of why I finally sat down yesterday morning and wrote what may be one of the most important posts of my life. So I was um, scrolling through Instagram um, over the weekend and came across a post by a very popular Christian bestselling author. um, And it was a very troublesome post. It was very much victim shaming, victim blaming, and... I was going through some things personally, did not have the energy to engage in the post, but I did forward it to several other advocates and people that I know would be willing to engage and and help, you know, just help whoever was reading that post to know that that's not the heart of God. And thankfully, um, some of them did actually over on the the Facebook version of the post and quite a bit of dialogue Um came forth and a lot of women came out of the woodwork and shared, you know, how they had felt when they read the post. Um, there is kind of this mentality that we're too sensitive and we're reading things into things. But once I read the post that I wrote, I hope that there will be more of an openness and more receptivity to seeing how damaging, how very, very damaging these posts can be. So, I'm going to read this from my blog. I'll also link the blog so that if you just want to share the blog post with someone. My hope is that there are leaders out there who will hear this. And what has been really encouraging to me this week is watching and seeing a couple of these types of leaders emerging. There is a woman that I was introduced to. Uh, probably last week when she came out and talked about how she is removing all of her content until she can revamp it, reframe it, and make it more um, abuse and trauma-informed. And I respect that person so very, very much because that's going to take a lot of work, probably going to take a hit in income while she's doing that. And yet to her, it's more important 
to be speaking, um, words that heal instead of further harm. And so, ah, I just am so just revved up in my spirit that this person has done that and I'm praying for more and more and more. I also have relationship with, um, a couple that I shared on their podcast recently, they're going to be coming onto my podcast soon and just seeing the willingness to go back and just look at previous episodes or episodes moving forward and just know better and do better. So let me read this. Um, my heart is encouraged, truly encouraged today, and I'm hoping this message will be far reaching. So I started out, dear Christian authors, bloggers, podcasters, influence, and leaders, I'm writing this as a plea, and I hope and pray that you will hear the cry of my heart. I come to you on behalf of countless women who are suffering from destructive marriages. Abuse comes in many forms and is not just defined by broken bones and bruises. The Duluth Power and Control Wheel is one resource that reveals the other forms of abuse. Sarah McDougall created a chart with the 13 systems of abuse patterns. The patterns and systems of abuse include child cultural, emotional, financial, intellectual, pets and property, psychological, sexual, social, spiritual, verbal, and a core mindset of power abuse and entitlement. My first plea is that you become familiar with the patterns and systems of abuse. You may read more here or listen here, and I link to a blog and a podcast where I've discussed both of these at great lengths. Reportedly, Reportedly, one in three women have experienced physical and or sexual abuse. This number does not account for unreported cases. This number does not account for other forms of abuse. Based upon my personal experience and the hundreds of women that I encounter daily, my gut tells me that 50 to 75% of women within faith communities are experiencing multiple forms of abuse on a regular basis. These women read your books, blogs, and social media posts. These women listen to your podcasts and sermons. These women have endured years, even decades of heartbreaking, gut-wrenching, soul-crushing abuse. Some are aware that they are being abused, and many are not yet aware. We can no longer say, but my message was directed at healthy couples. Many marriages are not healthy. Most women who are seeking out help are not in healthy marriages, and the messages they hear may cause more harm. When you speak on these topics and do not include a warning about abuse, these women feel blamed, shamed, and responsible for the abuse they're enduring. My second plea is to add a heartfelt, informed disclaimer each time you address relationships, marriage, sex, and divorce. Please include information about consent, safety, equality, and mutuality. Please educate yourselves and others about the patterns and systems of abuse, and direct your readers and listeners to resources that will help them to be safe and well. Please refer abuse victims to trauma-informed and abuse-informed therapists, domestic violence shelters, and other and law enforcement agencies. Abuse within faith communities is epidemic. This is not a new problem, but there's a tidal wave of survivors who are stepping out and speaking up. As one story is shared, it gives others courage to come forward. For generations, abuse has been covered up within homes, churches, and institutions. The tide has turned and survivors and advocates are saying enough is enough. Will you join me and other survivors, helpers, advocates, counselors, authors, and leaders who are taking the stand against this evil? We are unlearning and relearning every single day. 
We are realizing that many things we have believed, spoken, and written have brought more harm to those who are seeking healing. We invite you to join us as we seek ways to help and heal the masses who are showing up at our doorsteps, our computer screens, and in our coaching sessions. We now know better, so we must do better. Ladies, join us at Held and Healed, Christian Women Rebuilding After Abuse. Also, the Held and Healed podcast is a resource filled with resources, and I have interviewed some powerful men and women who love God and love others and are speaking out on behalf of survivors. Survivors, authors, bloggers, podcasters, influence leaders, counselors, coaches, advocates, and helpers join us at the Safer Spaces Summit. We will share statistics, survivor stories, and solutions for addressing abuse within faith communities. This summit is a great place to begin learning, and we will direct you to even more healing resources during each session. Thank you for your time and consideration. I invite the opportunity to learn and grow with you. Sincerely, a survivor and advocate. So that is my plea to people in that realm of influence. I also started the week out by writing just a more generalized post um, to just people in general, people in general, and sharing a little bit of like why I do what I do. And I start out with the starfish story. And this is also a blog post that I will link in the show description. And this, you know, just kind of, obviously all these posts are kind of linked together with a common theme. I was moved by the starfish. I am moved by the starfish story by Lauren as Esley every time I read it. In case you're not familiar with it, here goes. One day a man was walking along a beach when he noticed a boy picking something up and gently throwing it into the ocean. Approaching the boy, he asked, what are you doing? The youth replied, throwing starfish back into the ocean. The surf is up and the tide is going out. If I don't throw them back, they'll die. Son, the man said, don't you realize that there are miles and miles of beach? And hundreds of starfish, you can't make a difference. After listening politely, the boy bent down, picked up another starfish, and threw it back into the surf. Then, smiling at the man, he said, I made a difference for that one. And now I switch over to my own self and my own writing. Every day I find myself walking along a figurative beach. The tide has gone out, and countless starfish are lying on the beach, wasting away. Every day, I meet and interact with women online. They are wasting away. They have endured years, even decades of abuse at home and at church. They have no idea how beautiful, precious, and cherished they are. Every day, I also encounter opposition. Those who say things like, no marriage is perfect. It takes two. She should just dot, dot, dot. I am here to say no more. We are way past that. There is evidence that shows us that reportedly one in three women are subject to physical or sexual violence by an intimate partner. This does not account for unreported cases. This does not account for the masses of women who are enduring horrific emotional, financial, intellectual, psychological, social, spiritual, and verbal abuse. The days of sticking our head in the sand and pretending this epidemic doesn't exist are gone. There are many voices raising awareness and we can no longer pretend that most marriages are safe and healthy. I choose to spend my days walking along the beaches of online conversations, picking up starfish and throwing them into the water. 
This epidemic is especially deadly within conservative fundamental evangelical church circles. Most of the starfish I interact with have been raised in a church culture that tells them they must submit more, pray more, forgive more, give their husbands more sex to stop the abuse and adultery. Most of these starfish are blamed and shamed for their husband's sins while the men are not addressed. Beautiful, gifted starfish are being removed from their places of ministry while their husbands are slapped on the wrists. In some situations, they are sat down for a few months, but usually they are reinstated without therapy or treatment for their addictions and behaviors. I am crying out for more starfish throwers. Will you join me? Will you com commit to learning about the realities of trauma and abuse? And will you pick up one starfish and throw her back into the sea? In 2021, I earned a certificate certification sorry, as a survivor advocate, and that lit a fire in my soul. Once the lights turned on for me, I wanted to flip every switch and bring light to other survivors. And since that time, I have formed support groups for starfish and starfish throwers, and we are taking a stand against the evil that almost destroyed us. We are walking along the seashore and looking for other starfish who desperately need life-giving water. I long for a day when every book, blog, podcast, sermon, etc., that covers topics such as relationships, marriage, divorce, and sex, that it will include information about the patterns and systems of abuse. I long for them to include information about consent, safety, equality, and mutuality. When one in three women have reportedly been physically and or sexually abused and countless others have not reported and or are experiencing emotional, financial, intellectual, psychological, social, spiritual, and verbal abuse, we must change the way we approach these topics. And then I kind of go into a little bit more of what the previous post was about. I give an example here. One dear starfish <clears throat> endured decades of abuse, serial adultery, and was debilitated with chronic illness. At the point of her deepest need, unsure if she would live or die, her abuser abandoned her. The church chose the abuser over the victim and promoted him in leadership. Sadly, her story is not uncommon. It is one I hear often. I am calling out, screaming, yelling, pleading. Will you be a starfish thrower? Would you be willing to learn about abuse and trauma and how to help and not further harm the precious starfish around you? Are you willing to ask a, a trauma-informed, abuse-informed survivor or advocate to help you to write posts, sermons, or books that will offer hope and healing rather than bring further harm? Are you willing to remove books from your personal and church libraries that are filled with toxic teachings? Are you willing to open your heart, home, and wallet to help support women who are escaping destructive marriages? My guess is that 50 to 75% of women in conservative church cultures are enduring one or many forms of abuse. Your mother, your sister, your neighbor, your friend may be needing life-saving intervention. Will you hear her? Ah, oh, wow. Wow. Yes. So these cries have gone out. These pleas have gone out. And I am grateful to each person who is willing to share with someone that you believe has a teachable spirit, a humble heart, and really, really cares about people. Sadly, 
we are seeing every single day that there are many who are in these positions of leadership who just want power, 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 and they do not want accountability. They do not want um, their institutions to be safe. And so I really cry out, if you are a part of an institution like that, um, walk away from it. That's, you know, especially if you or yourself are still healing from trauma and abuse. If you're in a place of healing and strength and health and you feel called by God to be a missionary to a toxic institution, that is one thing. But if you are rebuilding your life after abuse and you still need safety and health, it's probably wise to walk away from institutions that are toxic and spewing things that are harmful instead of helpful. Inside of our group, I am not um, at a place right now where I want to name names and call out specific books and um, authors, but within our group, we are discussing this at great lengths, and we have a thread going where we have shared the books that have been extremely toxic and extremely harmful, shame, shaming and blaming and putting full responsibility on the victim while not addressing the abuser. So what I have a dream of doing is creating a list that we can have just a PDF and you can make a copy of this and then inviting you to go to your leadership and say, listen, I am a part of online support groups for women and inside this one group, we have been discussing, we've been discussing books and authors. And, and trust me when I tell you this, that I'm also hearing from individuals that I personally know who know some of these authors. And some of them are extremely, and this is not a surprise after you read the books, some of them are extremely abusive and not kind to their families and to the people that are under their care. So... I am so over caring about whether or not someone writes a book. I am so over caring about whether someone has a platform with tens of thousands of followers. I want to know what is the heart and the character of that person. And I do the best that I can as a human being to choose to bring people onto my podcast and into my group who are people who have godly character. Do I know every person inside, outside, upside down? Do I have, you know, the ability to watch them 24-7? Of course not. But to the best of my ability, these are men and women that I believe have character that matches their reputation. So many leaders have a reputation and a public persona that does not match their character and private persona. And so just after you read some of these books, it's not surprising when you hear or you hear some of these like online pastors preach a sermon. It's not surprising when you hear that they are abusers at home. But um, in our group, we have this ongoing thread where we are sharing some of the books that really did damage to us. Some of the books that were handed to us in the midst of horrific trauma, horrific abuse, and it put all the weight and responsibility back on us as the victims. And we want to create, oh, we want to create safe resources. We want to promote safe resources. So um, I just welcome you to come into, if you are a lady, to come into Held and Healed and to join us in the discussions. And also, I just challenge people, maybe you read a book 
and it didn't have this particular effect on you, but can you see where it would be very, very harmful to others? So maybe your story is not my story and maybe you didn't have the experiences. So you're coming at it through a very different lens. But when you go back and you read this and you're thinking now that you've been trauma informed and you've been abuse informed, can you see how toxic this is? Can you see how harmful this is? We're just asking people <clears throat> to have a willingness to change and to reframe and to start new conversations and say, you know what? I didn't know that 10 years ago. I didn't even know that a year ago, but I know it now. And so I'm going to choose to do better with what I now know. So I think this episode is going to be shorter today just because that's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot to chew on. But I do invite you to share either this podcast episode or the blog uh, with anybody that you know who sits in a place of authority over other people that influences other people. Um, and just call us. Call us to know better, do better. Um, some people are actually pulling their books that are producing, they're selling and they're producing income, but they are paying you know good money to pull their books off of you know the sites that sell them so that they can rewrite reframe knowing better to do better and you know I go back to the analogy of hey, it's just a little bit of poop just a little bit of bad so if you knew somebody was making up a bunch of brownies and they were just putting a little poo in the brownie would you still want to eat that brownie no 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 you would not so just because there may be some good stuff in these books and just a little poo does not mean that we should let that little poo go. I know that's a little bit gross to think about, but a little bit of poison spread throughout an entire bowl of food could still kill someone. So let's not say, oh, it's just a little bit of harm. <laughs> or we were just speaking to the healthy people, knowing now what we know about the statistics and the likelihood is that someone who is in an unhealthy marriage is going to read your book way sooner than someone who's in a healthy relationship. Like most of the time when people are doing well, they're not pursuing resources to help them. It's just kind of a thing. So let me say a prayer and then we'll close this out. Father, I thank you so much for the men and women who are stepping up the men and women who have the courage and the humility to say, wow, that was harmful. And I can see where that hurt my brothers or my sisters in Christ. And I want to fix that. I want to reframe that. I want to rewrite that. I want to rephrase it. I thank you for those who have that humility, who are stepping up and really, um, hopefully starting a, just a wave. I just pray for a wave of oh God of leaders and influencers and writers and speakers who would see clearly the damage that has been done and would want to know better and do better. I ask God for humility. I ask for teachable spirits. I ask, Lord, that those who have been harmed by things that we have previously, <clears throat> previously said or written or spoken, that you would forgive us and give us opportunities to make things right with those people that we have harmed and now moving forward, God, that you would help us just to be wise. Lord, we're not going to ever get it exactly perfect, but all that you ask is that we, 
we be teachable, we be humble. And we thank you, God, for your faithfulness to us. We thank you for walking with us through these things, giving us wisdom and discernment. And we ask, God, for the many, many women who are out there who still need to hear truth, God, that you would bring them to places of safety. You would bring them to people who are trauma-informed and abuse-informed, and that they would be seen and heard and loved and validated. And we pray this in Jesus' precious name. We invite you, as always, to go to my website, heatherelizabeth.org, and click across the tabs, the menu at the top that shows coaching offerings and the summit that is coming up, the retreat that's in the fall for women, um, other links. My blog link is there as well. And if you are um, ready to sign up and get your ticket for the Safer Spaces Summit, um, I strongly encourage you to do that. We do have expenses going into this event that need to be paid. And so if you are thinking that you're going to be attending, please, please get your ticket as soon as possible so that we can take care of the people who are contributing to that. And um, yeah, spread the word. There will be a vault access um, available for the summit after the actual live event so the same hopefully the same link will apply and you can grab your access to that afterwards so blessings to you and i pray that you would feel healed even as you are being held blessings mm -hmm.